Okay. Hello. 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 Uh, it's a uh, true neutral true crime. Yeah, back again. Back. back at you again with some murder. Uh, that's well, that's Keenan and I'm Derek. Yeah. As per usual. As per usual. Um, we're gonna be talking about uh, renowned serial killer H.H. Uh, H. Holmes today. True neutral, true crime. A true neutral bonus episode. No preamble today, just right into it. Well, that was that was for the thing. I'm gonna put the little stain um. there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna leave this in because you're confused and it's yeah. funny. Um, <laughs> so, today we're talking about H.H. H. Holmes' Herman Webster Mudgett. He was born May 16th, 1861 to May 7th, 1896. So he is dead. No one needs to worry about him coming, getting you after this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, s- that... <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Known as America's first serial killer, but was primarily a con man. His murders, as well as the world-famous Murder Castle, have been highly sensationalized and dramatized by the press and other media retellings of the story. Holmes was well known for being a liar. His autobiography, Holmes' Own Story, is widely disregarded as far as facts are concerned. (laughs) That's amazing. While much can be gleamed about the type of person he was and how he thought of himself, it isn't much of a reliable source. No. I want to write a book about myself that's just a bunch of lies and stories. Or <laughs> read it and be like, fucking... I don't think any of this is true, guys. <laughs> I think it's all a lie. Derek Carbajal, an erotic life. <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> That's not a good story. Yeah, but sunny reference for the win. Yeah, sunny reference for the win, yes. That's not a good story. <laughs> Alright, I read that first little chunk out because I was going to write a full report kind of like that. I didn't know how to read that and have fun with this and make it conversational in a way, so... Here we are, we're going to do it. Are. It was a nice little intro, though. Bravo. Mm-hmm. Good writing, good mm-hmm. writing. Danka, danka. Um... So, H.H. H. Holmes is widely known as America's first serial killer, but while he is the first one to have is the first one to have gotten the reputation of being a serial killer, it, he doesn't seem to have fit any definition that we use for a serial killer today, except for having killed more than one person, or more than two people. I thought that was pretty much the only prerequisite. Uh, Okay, so yes, but like, the way people view serial killers oftentimes is somebody who is explicitly motivated to kill. Right? I mean, I no. Like, like, you think of like, BTK, or Richard Ramirez, or Ted Bundy. I mean, like. I guess, but like. Even John Wayne Gacy, all of them are motivated, like to kill like they they i mean they have like some other thing but it's like the end goal is definitely that are you saying that he just killed out of necessity literally yes like literally all of it was just like ah 
I'd really like this to not interfere with my life anymore. So he he was not he was more so like the the protagonist in a modern day movie where you just kill a lot of people and at the end of the movie they're like you did a good job son and <laughs> you walk go back home and try to live your life with all the PTSD you just got from that crazy adventure. I mean not quite. Not quite. No. <laughs> not I that's a that, uh, I mean, you could definitely make that movie, and it would be fun to watch, and you could call it H.H. H. Holmes, but it wouldn't be quite the right story. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, that's the classic, like, you know, there's always, like, a, a lots of gratuitous death and, like, uh, collateral damage along the way that the protagonist of most movies just don't seem to have to deal with. Yeah, no, yeah, that's a very fair point. And, yeah, like I said, you could... He definitely spit his story, so it was like that. Um, so, he confessed to over 27 murders. Good for him. But, but um, some of those people were still alive, like, verifiably alive. Why would you lie? <laughs> and, uh... Well, on something that's so easily corroborated. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very odd, and, um... Did he, did he mean that he was planning to kill them? No, he seems pretty clear that they were confessions. I've read through some of his, like, some of the, the actual court stuff and, like, his book and stuff. Maybe it was just all in his head. Maybe he thought he killed them, and he was just crazy. <laughs> nope, nope, this is a very calculated man. <sighs> <laughs> so, um... This is just, this is just the build-up. This is just the summary of it. Like, <laughs> Um, well, you hooked me in. Now <laughs> I'm invested. Because he was, he was only sentenced. He he was sentenced to death, but only for one murder. Whereas he confessed to 27, and some of those people were alive. And um, it's believed that he killed anywhere between this four people he definitely killed and um, up to 200. That's a big number difference. <laughs> yeah, it's it's huge, actually. Yeah, like, how would you have get, how would you get away with killing over two hundred people? Well, see, um, this is where the exaggeration comes in. So, um, all right, let's let's he. There was a lot of sensationalizing of his story because of his place in history. Yeah. And, That's... and a lot of that has been misconstrued over time. Um, but Holmes was born you know, on May 16th, 1861 to Levi and Theodate. Theodate? That's a name. Yeah. I love old-timey names, yeah. man. The, the full name Last was... time, what did we have last time? Barrel, 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 and yeah. Geraldine. Yeah, Barrel and Geraldine. Oh, Rest man. in peace. Um, and Levi Horton Mudgett something. and Theodate Page Price. Theodate. <laughs> that's how it's spelled. That's how I'm saying it. I I assume she probably went by Thea. I I would hope so. Um, but they were both English immigrants, and uh, he had. He just he wrote he had a relatively normal young life like as far as anybody can tell anything anybody can corroborate mm -hmm. is 
he just had a pretty normal young life. He was bullied a little bit, and uh, he did have a severe incident I'll talk about in just a second, but there's a lot of people who talk about, like, oh, he definitely did some murdering of some animals, or, like, um, he was probably a bedwetter, and he definitely set some fires, you know, the three... Those are the three classic yeah. children serial killer like uh, activities that lead to people being a serial killer. If you have all three, it's like ooh, that's sketchy. Yeah, uh, but um, as far as like actual corroborated evidence goes, he had a pretty normal childhood. Um, he had a severe incident, I believe, when he was uh, yeah, when he was a kid, he was really scared of, like, skeletons. Okay. Like, just, like, bones and stuff freaked him out. Sure. Um, and he was bullied a little bit, and he got bullied by these kids who locked him in a closet with a a doctor skeleton. Oh. And, like, you know, it was a real skeleton in those days. So he was just locked in a closet with a skeleton for a little while and, um, gave him a fascination. I mean, as it as you do. Yeah, the fear, fear overwhelms becomes fascination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he uh, later. Sorry. Yeah, he later um, graduated at sixteen from Phillips Exeter Academy. Exeter E X E T E R. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and married, uh, a lady named Clara. It doesn't even give her last name anywhere. Oh, that's good. Yeah, um. Poor woman never stood a chance. Oh, oh, there it is. Clara Lovering. Uh, old-timey name. Lovering. Like, like hovering, but without the, but with an L. Yeah, yeah. Or Lovering. Huh. Names are weird. Um, <laughs> uh, they had a son, and uh, he became an accountant. Um, uh, that's it. Uh, all of he has a few kids through this, and I'll probably mention them. But like overall, he didn't doesn't seem to have much to do with them. Just as a whole, yeah. Um. Uh, he enrolled at the University of Vermont, but was, sat- was dissatisfied with school, and he left. And, uh, and he tried to go into medicine and surgery after he passed some exams. Um, and he did some work for an anatomy instructor for a while, just, uh, he, it says they were most likely grave robbing. There's, there's, they can't confirm or deny that, but, like, (laughs) it was medical supplies in the early, early days of Mm -hmm. medicine. Um, they needed cadavers. Yeah. Yeah. So, Makes um, sense. Yeah. Uh, housemates describe Holmes as treating his wife rather violently, and, uh, yeah, he, uh, she ended up leaving and just moving away with the kid, with the son. Get the fuck out. Yep, just, just left. And, um, 
it was found later that uh, he admitted to using the cadavers from the the medical practices to defraud life insurance policies. <laughs> so he was getting bank on top of. An I education. mean, that's just that's just good business right there. <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, it's entrepreneur entrepreneurial. Yeah, I, definitely. I will. They, there's no denying that. Mm-hmm. This was what the late 1800s. Yep. Like, yeah, get it. Yeah. Uh, he uh, went to Philadelphia after um, he had been seen with a little boy, and the little boy went missing. No investigation took place, but he was out of there. Yeah, well, as you do. As you do. That's the smart thing to do. We, said, we did this last time when we talked about the other guy. And I was like, and he got out of there, right? And you were like, no. And I was like, well, that's dumb. That's the first thing you do is you get the fuck out of there. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and another... So he went to Philadelphia and he tried to get a job. Or he got a job as a keeper in Norristown State Hospital. But he just quit after a few days. And he found a position at a drugstore. Um, while he was working at the drugstore, a boy died from taking medicine that was purchased there. Um, Holmes said he didn't have anything to do with the boy's death or tainted medicine at all, but he moved very quickly. Again. Well, at this, well, I mean, even if he didn't have anything to do with it, they're going to be like, well, now they're looking at me, and they're going to probably, at this point in time, they're going to be able to hear about, like... The, the the other little kid that I killed. <laughs> and even though I didn't have anything to do with this one, that's not going to look good. <laughs> well, right before moving to Chicago, which is where he stays for a little while, he uh, changed his name to Henry Howard Holmes. He was Herman Webster Mudgett before. Mudgett. Mudgett, yeah. Oh, Mudgett is such a good God. name. God. I said it a couple of times. I thought you just didn't care about that one. No. It's really good. No, I just it didn't really stick in my brain until that last time. <laughs> and now it will never leave. Uh, yeah, in uh, late 1886, so it's been a couple of years of him just moving around, and um, he's still technically married to Clara, who just moved away. Yeah, she they just never, left. Yeah, they never finalized a divorce or anything, so... Uh, they're still technically married, and uh, he married again, Bert Murta Belknap. Murta <laughs> Belknap. <laughs> oh my goodness! In, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. But uh, I thought he was in Chicago. I. In. I. This is all over the place. Um. He was everywhere. Yeah. Uh, it says he went to Chicago. Chicago. And then, uh... Be October 1862 in Pennsylvania. I am just using Wikipedia. If you want to follow along for this episode, you can. <laughs> we have a reference sheet. Yeah. Um, but, uh... Yeah, it says they were married in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and, uh... He did file for divorce from Clara a few weeks after marrying Murdo. Uh, he said, "Oh, that's real stand-up of him." <laughs> he, 
He said that uh, she was unfaithful. I think that goes both ways at this point. (laughs) Uh, The claims could not be proven, and the suit went nowhere. I mean, that's uh, as you do. And um, surviving paperwork says Paul wasn't even told about the case at all. (laughs) That's amazing. The marriage was eventually dismissed in 1891, a few years later, um, on the grounds of want of prosecution. So because he was wanted by the law? Yeah. Um, So this is a... This is a funny thing. Um, Holmes had a daughter with Murda, mm-hmm. who we named Lucy Theodate. Uh, uh, all right, <laughs> which is pretty, pretty fucked. She was born on the Fourth of July, though, in Inglewood, Chicago, Illinois. All right, so we're back in Chicago. Yeah, right? like I think they just got married in Minneapolis. For one reason or another. They eloped. Yeah. Uh, he spent most of his time in living with Murda and Lucy in Wilmot, Illinois. Uh, but uh, he was, like, that's where he lived, but he spent most of his time in Chicago tending to business. Okay. Um, and it just says as a side note here that he also married... Georgiana Yoke in 1894 while still married to both Clara and Myrta. <laughs> oh, uh, the divorce was dismissed on June in 1891. It wasn't, it wasn't, oh. the, the marriage wasn't dismissed. It was the divorce was dismissed. All right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> nope, you're stuck with him. That's weird. Uh, he's the one that filed. She has not filed. You're stuck with her. <laughs> she don't want nothing to do with you. We can't get her to sign the papers. <laughs> You're stuck with it her. It says that she probably wasn't even told about the papers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're lying to him. That's one. That's a bit that I'm doing. They didn't even try. <laughs> All right. So they're he... like, why should we deliver papers for this guy? I'm pretty sure he's wanted by. By us. <laughs> we could just handcuff him now. No, no. We're going to make him think that we sent the thing to his wife. That's going <laughs> to crush him more. And then when he's sad, then we'll arrest him. <laughs> they just, they didn't, <laughs> he wasn't, he, did, he wasn't in trouble for his uh, bigamy or anything. He should have been, because that's illegal. <laughs> Damn it. Knock it off. Go. No. You're loud. You're really loud. No good for this podcast. Not when you're like that. Um, when when Holmes arrived in Chicago, he uh, found Elizabeth Holt, S. Holton's drugstore on the corner of Southwest South, South Wallace Avenue and West 63rd Street in Inglewood. All right. That seems hard for you to say. It was really hard, and I don't know why. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, he got a job there, and he proved to be a hard-working employee, and he eventually bought the store. What is it with him and drugstores? Well, he really wanted to be in the medical field. He had, like, 
Went to school a couple of times for if that. If you're going to be in a field, like, if you want to kill people, but you still want to have a day job, I guess being in the medical field is probably the place to be. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he actually wants, like, people do keep dying around him, but it seems like he's, it feels more like testing than anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? He kind of. But I, so he's a mad scientist, you know, he's cracking a few eggs yeah. to get to what he's trying to yeah, get to. Yeah, that's basically what it feels like. Um, so now that he owns a drugstore, now people are going to start dying. Like, the whole neighborhood's going to be dying or sick. <laughs> uh, you would think so, but uh, honestly, he just... Maybe he was actually good at it. Maybe for the most part, he, like, actually helped people. It, he's he's a good worker, and, like, he legitimately bought the store. And there's, um, there's a lot of rumors of, um... Well, printed, published stories of uh, the owner and the owner's husband both uh, vanishing shortly after he bought the store, but that's not true. It's verifiably not true. You can look up the records. They live in Inglewood their whole lives. Probably watched his news trial. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like he, they, they very much were fine. Huh. Um. Yeah. This whole thing is confusing to me. Yeah, well, the, the hardest part for me is the timeline. That's why I'm going through this so carefully. No, it's not even, like, it's just confusing as to, like... Like, like you say, like, is he trying to kill people? Is he not trying to kill... Like... Because you're right, he doesn't really feel like he's he's necessarily trying to kill people, necessarily. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you can't just keep trying stuff... That people have died from before, and being like, that won't this time, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Full stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I like, guess, like, I. He's he's a fucking weirdo. Is he's like he's weirdo in he's weird to weird. Like he's weird to what weird is because like you're like you say weird and killer, and you're like. Well, yeah, they're killers. Yeah, but he's just—he's just a weird person who does kill people. <laughs> I don't know how to else. Maybe say on that. accident. Uh, yeah, maybe. It's—it's—it's <laughs> it's, it's a big maybe on all of them, on a lot of them. Um, so he purchased an empty lot across the street from the drugstore, um, and uh, started building a new. Just an all-around new building for uh, with a second floor and retail spaces, including uh, a new drugstore and apartments. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just it just says here a creditor of homes named John DeBrule died of apoplexy on April seventeenth in the drugstore. All right. So so he just died in the drugstore. It seems coincidental, and there's. No insinuation that Holmes was involved. It just says he died of apoplexy. That's odd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, yeah, he had like it. It's basically an apoplexy is uh, like from a cerebral hemorrhage or a stroke. So it's like either it's like a stroke or like an aneurysm or something like that. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah. So. Some dude struck out and died in his store. That yeah. sucks. 
<laughs> just reinforcing this idea that people die around him. Yeah, yeah. He's just he's just got a black touch or something. Black yeah. hand of death. Yeah. Um, I just want to help people. <laughs> It'd be a really funny comedy to make that. Like, he really hasn't tried to kill a single person. Uh, um, yeah. In 1892, he added a third floor to the building, so he had apartments on the second floor and businesses on the bottom floor, including his new drugstore. All right. Uh, and he added a third floor. And one thing the about killing floor. Yeah, one thing about this uh, whole building is that um, he didn't pay multiple people and uh, hired a bunch of different people to build different parts of it. So nobody really had the full br- blueprints to the, any part of the building. So he had, like, a bunch of weird hidden spots built into it for just him? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah, there's a lot of neat stuff about it. Um, that's There's a good reason his murder castle has been exaggerated quite a lot. Because there's a lot of cool stuff to, like, whoa, what the fuck? How did, why did you be, what? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, because because of that and because of when this happened, it's been really blown out of proportion to um, a a worrying degree in some cases. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, the the thing is, he never really tried to lure people. Like, he didn't... He wasn't specifically getting people in there to uh, to kill them. Like, what was the third? Did you make it more apartments? Uh, it was it what it 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 was a killing floor. Yeah, I was right. <laughs> nice. Um. But, but um. They uh. They uh, did have a few like. So some of the things that you just hope for when you hear about this stuff just were not there. But he did have hidden rooms, and he did have a lot of airtight rooms, and he did have some weird shoots to the basement, and the okay. basement had a large furnace. Mm-hmm. Like the kind of furnace you could fit a person in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh... Yeah, it was, otherwise it was pretty much a hotel. As far as most people could tell, it was pretty much a hotel he didn't pay for properly. Okay. Um, yeah. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, um. I mean, that's on you if your building's not up to OSHA standard, you know? Yeah, so, um, a lot of the, a lot of the rumors came from the fact that he did use the furnace at the bottom for uh rendering skeletons but he generally was like grave robbing and stuff mm-hmm. and like just getting medical supplies you know the the old-fashioned way yeah um but people would disappear from the hotel a couple of times <laughs> yeah everyone's like hmm <laughs> Pretty sure we know what happened there. Uh, but one 
the one of the earlier victims was uh, a mistress who um, had been working in um, had, whose husband has been had been working in Holmes's building and uh, when he found out about the affair he just left and then um, a little while later Julia his mistress and Pearl her daughter disappeared just um, Holmes later claimed that she had died during an abortion attempt. Um, that doesn't really explain where Pearl went. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a partial skeleton... That's possibly, the aborted kid! <laughs> a partial skeleton possibly of a child around Pearl's age was found when excavating Holmes's cellar. Um, oh, Holmes claimed to have poisoned Pearl and... Uh, it right. just says likely to hide the circumstances of her mother's death. Sure. But he he just killed them both, right? Like Yeah. 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 Um, it's just like that's that that mistress was an inconvenience, he wasn't into it anymore, and then the husband was gone. He just didn't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. He thought he was just having fun times. That's not what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Get out of my way. Yeah. That's 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 all any of this ever was for him. Uh, uh, Emmeline Sigrande. That's also a name. Holy yeah. shit. Um, began working in the building and disappeared a little bit what, later. Uh, rumors uh, followed her disappearance uh, that she had gotten pregnant and was uh, another abortion victim. Because um, he did have some some history in the medical field. Uh, they probably trusted him to do that, but he didn't really have any history in that level of the medical field. Yeah, he didn't seem like a surgeon. He seemed more like a pharmacist or yeah. a nurse. Yeah. Um, he did have a lot of experience working with cadavers, but uh, with, with with cadavers. Yeah. <laughs> not living people. Yeah, and certainly not people within people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while he was working in the chemical bank building uh, Holmes met and became close friends with Benjamin Peitzel who will be an important name for the rest of this story Um, a district attorney later described Peitzel as Holmes's tool his creature his tool Igor (laughs) <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, an actress named Minnie Williams in 1893 moved to Chicago. Holmes claimed to have met her in an employment office. Um, uh, though it was rumored to have met her in Boston a while before that. Um, he offered her a job at a hotel as a stenographer. And she accepted what do you need a stenographer at a hotel? I am not entirely sure. Um, That's a weird job offer. And so it doesn't say how or why. It just says Holmes persuaded Williams to transfer the deed of her property in Fort Worth, Texas to a man named Alexander Bond, one of his aliases. Okay. So he's just now has a property in Texas. The man is a barred through and through. Yeah, he must be one hell of a charmer. Have you seen what he looks like? No. No, I haven't that at all. Um, 
Here, here's the picture. It's a, this is his mugshot. Oh, he's so dapper. <laughs> oh, my good man. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's him. That's uh, Herman Webster Mudgett. Got one hell of a stash, and yeah, he's... And the bowler hat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, so yeah, he was a charmer. Uh, he must have been. Um, so it, the the hotel did burn down in 1938. Uh, but that was shortly after Holmes was arrested. Okay. Yeah. Oh, where was I? I got lost because I was showing you pictures. Um, Benjamin Peitzel. Uh, yeah, he's got the property in Texas now. Yeah. Um, yeah. His best bard life. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like... Mm. Um, so, Minnie and her sister who came to visit... Um, wrote a note to their aunt that they were going to accompany Brother Harry to Europe. And um, neither of them were ever really seen alive again after that. Yeah, makes that, that seems to track. Yeah. Um, so, if any of those people I just named were ever, if any of their bodies were ever found, they were never identified. So those bodies were never properly located or found. Damn there's a solid chance that somebody was studying their skeletons. Which is a weird thought. Yeah. Somebody who saved lives was studying... Not taking lives. Mm-hmm. Weird. I mean, that'll happen. <laughs> I, I guess it will. Do you think he was a cannibal? Do you think he ate the rest of the no. person? Damn it. No, I don't think he did anything... I Like, that's one thing I want to do with this, is like... He's really lifted up as like, oh, first serial killer. He was a monster. He's just, I mean, he definitely is a monster, but he's not like, he's not like a psycho killer. He's not like. Psycho killer. Yeah. Just gonna say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, he's, he's not, he's not just like a psycho made a hotel to kill people kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. he, he made a business made something he was going to profit off of, ripped a bunch of people off in the process, and um, some people were in there in his way, so he just yeah. made them go yeah. away in they, the most efficient way possible. As you do. It's, like, it's literally the, like, he is so cut and dry in his mind about, like, this is this is in my way. It doesn't need to be in my way anymore. I can stop that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it's that simple for him. And it's... It's fucking that is scary and nutso. It is, but it's not. It's not like you have to it, admire it to an extent, though. Uh, I mean, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me scary. Don't tell me you need a new bassist. <laughs> <laughs> um. So in eighteen ninety four, Holmes was arrested and briefly jailed for the first time. All right. Yeah. Busted by the Poe. Yeah. What did he do? Uh, he was uh, selling mortgage goods in St. Louis. That seems like a pretty minor crime. 
Um, probably wasn't in jail for very long on that. No, one. promptly bailed out. Yeah. Uh, but while he was in jail, he struck up a conversation with uh, somebody who was serving a twenty-five-year sentence, Marion Hedgepeth. All right. M- Marion Hedgepeth. Hedgepeth. All right. Okay. These uh, names are amazing. Uh, yeah, they are. They need to just keep coming. Right on up there with yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but they gave uh, Marion gave him the plan of. Uh, Swindling an insurance money by uh, faking his own death. Okay. Um, Holmes promised Hedgepeth a five hundred dollar commission uh, for for, uh, in, for the name of a lawyer who could be trusted. Okay. Um, and uh, he was directed to Jephtha Howe. Jesus Christ. Jephtha Howe. Jephtha Howe. Yeah. Um. How thought Holmes' scheme was brilliant and agreed to play a part. Um, My God, Ben, you're a genius! <laughs> but the insurance company I became mean... su- suspicious and refused to pay when they tried to follow through. Um, he didn't press the claim. Instead, he uh, got together with uh, Benjamin Peitzel, who I mentioned a bit ago. Yep. And... Uh, decided that they would decide or do a similar thing. So they uh, agreed to fake Peitzel's death. And so his wife could collect the $10,000 insurance policy to split with Holmes and Hal. Okay. The scheme was to take place in Philadelphia, and and it called for Peitzel to uh, become... A different identity known as B.F. Perry, and then be killed and disfigured in a lab explosion. Okay. Uh, a little bit uh, circuitous, if you ask me. Um, yeah. But that that the, that was the plan. Um, I'm excited to see how this ends. Well, uh, Holmes was supposed to find a cadaver to play the role of Peitzel. Uh, and instead, he just killed him. Yeah. <laughs> he just he just used Peitzel's body for Peitzel's body. Yeah. What a better substitute. No, no, there isn't one. Um. So he, he he used benzene to set him on fire after knocking him unconscious with chloroform. Um. He, <laughs> in his confession, Holmes implied that Peitzel was still alive. Um, after he used the chloroform on him and before he set the fire. <laughs> yeah, chloroform just knocks you out. It doesn't kill you. I mean, enough of it could, I bet. Yeah. But. <laughs> uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, Does Holmes- that worry you? A little, yeah. Uh, Holmes collected the insurance payout uh, on the basis of the genuine Peitzel corpse. That was just a quote from this right here. uh, (laughs) Um, Holmes then uh, coerced uh, Peitzel's wife to let the three of their children uh, get placed in his custody. How does he talk these people into these things? Uh, 
I don't. I don't know. The the eldest daughter and the baby remained remained with Miss Peitzel, but Holmes and the three children traveled throughout the northern United States and into Canada. Oh, yeah. So, uh, taking them uh all along, he escorted Miss Peitzel along a parallel route, all while lying to her about um Benjamin's death and uh, claiming he was hiding in London. And, uh, as well as lying to her about where her children were. <laughs> All right. And, uh, in Detroit, just before entering Canada, they were only, they were only, like, blocks away. And he knew right where she was, and just, like, basically just having this weird fuck-with-you session. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is where it gets, like, he, he, he is fucked up. Like, this is where it gets weird. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, after getting the money, like, it's it's weird that he would keep fucking with the family. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like you could just ditch out and then you'd be like, well, he probably killed my husband, but it was a scam. Like, he, like, he could have gotten away with it, is what I'm saying. He just yeah. left with the money. Yeah, for sure. But instead, he went back, somehow talked her into letting three of her children go with him. Mm-hmm. And then convincing her to go all just across the country, basically. Um, and at this, um, at the same time, he was uh, staying with his wife at another location. Okay. Who just didn't know what Which was... Which one? Uh, it doesn't say. <laughs> he does have three, so I'm assuming yeah. the most recent one. Um... You, yeah, but that's just an assumption. We're not sure. It, it is. It is just an assumption. Let's see. Uh, uh, her name was weird too. Um, yeah, uh, Georgiana Yoke. Yeah, I'm assuming <laughs> is where he was staying with. It's where he was staying with. That's exactly what I meant. I assume so. <laughs> that's why I didn't correct it. <laughs> um. So. He later confessed that he murdered Alice and Nellie, the two girls, by forcing them into a large trunk, locking them inside, drilling a hole, and uh, attaching the other line to a gas line. Just to see what would happen? Or? I, I don't I don't know. Uh, he buried their nude bodies in the cellar of his rental house at 16 St. Vincent Street All in right. Toronto. As you do. Yeah, what uh, good's a rental house if you're not hiding bodies in the basement? I, I, um, uh, I, um, there's uh, just so many good answers for that that are not killing people. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he uh apparently just used drugs from a local pharmacy to kill the the boy child well yeah pharmacies are like his shtick at this point yeah um but he he yeah uh <laughs> yeah i love the these uh, are your stories and halfway through them you're the one that sounds horrified as you're trying to tell them the boy's teeth and bits of bone were discovered in the homes chimney oh good <laughs> I was just trying to say that uh, so it's weird and hard to say 
No, it's not. You just did it. Well, it's not good to say out loud regardless. Um, so, These are just things that happen, you know? So, if you've played Red Dead, you might have heard of the Pinkertons. Yeah. Or if you know Weezer. Yeah. You might have heard Both of Both of those things. Also, history. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe, I guess. Yeah. Both of those things are much more relevant to our modern culture. I guess. <laughs> uh, so, um, the thing is, he was he was tracked uh, to Boston in 1894 uh, from Philadelphia by the Pinkerton National Detective Agency. Mm-hmm. You want to know what his outstanding warrant was? Uh, was it that thing, the, the insurance fraud? Nope. No? Nope. I, I want you to just take a couple guesses, because I know you're not going to get anywhere near it. Um, um, did he hold up a gas station? Nope. They were looking nope. for Nope, he's never had any uh, violent was it, crime um, like that. For being married to three women? Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, because that's also illegal. Yep. It, uh, nope. Damn it. All right, I give up. No, uh, horse theft. Horse theft? <laughs> yep. Not once did you ever mention horse theft. <laughs> no, it's, it's not brought up before now. <laughs> Apparently he stole some horses in Texas. Did he really, though? I don't know. This guy either is a criminal mastermind or people just have it out for him. Like he has the worst luck. Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, once again, let's, let's write that comedy. That'd be funny. Um, he was put on the trial for the murder of Benjamin Peitzel, which was fair, and he was sentenced to death. Like, it was a very fair trial. All right. Um, All right, we got you on this one guy. And he's like, one. Mm. Right. Yeah, well, basically... Um, because by then it was evident he'd murdered the Paizo children, and uh, after his he was convicted, Holmes confessed those 27 murders. Mm-hmm. Oh, and once again, some of those were almost, like, like were not almost, were definitely still alive. How many uh, does it, it say? It says uh, some, some people. Some, hmm. And six attempted murders. He confessed to attempted murders, which is funny. <laughs> I tried to kill him. <laughs> Tough sons of bitches. <laughs> they got away. Um, I'll get him next time. Oh, did you want to see Benjamin Peitzel? Sure. He's also quite a dapper man. Yeah, he had a criminal background. Like he was, uh, that's why he was so down for all this criminal things. He had, he had uh, regularly done that thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Goodness Christ, I lost my spot. I get lost every time I show you a picture. I get excited about pictures. They tell a thousand words. It's way more than I can tell. You guys should look up some pictures. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the takeaway from this, but okay. <laughs> um, so, he was paid $7,500 by the Hearst newspapers in exchange for his confession. 
And, um, see, it was quickly found to be mostly nonsense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because when they're like, we'll pay you money to confess, you're like, <laughs> okay, confess to what? Got it. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Holmes was hanged at Moen Meng Sang. Moen Meng Sang. Uh, I think I'm saying that right. Prison. Uh, also known as the Philadelphia County Prison, which is much easier to say. You should have led with that. Uh, but Moen Meng Sing is fun to say, even if I'm saying it with a question mark. <laughs> um, until the moment of his death, Holmes remained calm and amiable. He didn't look scared or um, sad about having to die. Um, he asked for his coffin to be contained in cement and buried ten feet deep, because he's concerned about grave robbers. <laughs> um... His neck didn't break, and he was strangled. All right. Uh, so it took him about 20 minutes to be fully declared dead. Dang. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's basically Holmes' story. Um, I mean, there's a lot of room there. I'd never... The 200 people claim feels like an exaggeration. I mean, it's hyperbole of the greatest measure. Okay, so um, why don't we go over some of the rumors that were with his murder castle? Because that's a lot of the biggest misconception here. um, Is because people uh, think of murder castle and they think crazy nonsense bullshit because uh, (laughs) the yellow press, as it's labeled here. It's just uh, tabloid journalism, basically. Yeah. Um, It claimed the structure contained uh, torture chambers, trap doors, gas chambers, and a basement crematorium. The basement furnace was there, but it wasn't like a full crematorium. Like it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like designed as a place to burn bodies, but it could. Yeah. Um. And so. You can imagine if any of those claims were out there in the press and made in a newspaper that people were running with that. Yeah. And there was a lot of exaggeration, and there was, there's there been so many movies, stories, books written about this. I'm sure there were plays. I'm sure there's lots of stories that we've never seen because of when this happened. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, most of the hidden rooms were used for hiding furniture that <laughs> Holmes didn't intend to pay for. He'd steal furniture. Yeah. Hide it away. Yeah, he stole, he stole most of the stuff for his hotel. That's Once good. again, he was he was a con man, first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. I mean, to be the charismatic enough to, you know, let a woman just... You kill her husband, you're like, I'm gonna take the kids... <laughs> Like yeah, three of your five children. Uh, like, that's insane. Yeah, it it truly is. Yeah, you, you have to be like that. That's great con man skills. Yeah, yeah, it's so you you can go read his biography. It's uh, linked and easy to find. It's just a it's free too. It's just you have it's to read a it good online. Story. Well, you have to read it online, and it's all in his handwriting. Is that hard to read? Yes. Okay. 
it's not. I was confused when you said it. It's, it's not like it's bad handwriting. It's just all old timey cursive and ink. Okay. Yeah. I mean that's all right though. That's not too bad. It could be worse. Yep. Yep. Uh, he could have been a lot worse, but the fact of the matter is he only, like, really went, like, crazy killer at the end. Yeah, like, and it seems like after he did, he was caught pretty quickly. Yeah, like, as soon as he killed people just to kill people, yeah, well, it was over. Everything else could either be labeled as, like, purely coincidental accident or him, like, experimenting with his pharmaceuticals. Yeah, yeah, or... You know, this person is definitely in my way. Yeah. Yeah. But that's uh, Herman Webster Mudgett. I really like the fact that they called out the guy that just happened to have a stroke in the middle of his story. Yeah, like, yeah. that was his fault somehow. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that just also happened. He just was the, like... It is weird that somebody just died of apoplexy in his store that he did definitely kill people from. Yeah. Like... But I think, like I said, I think it's just showcasing the fact that for a while there, people just kind of happened to die around him. Yeah. They weren't necessarily his fault. People were just dying. <laughs> I mean, he did move away right after those two boys died. Like, both times he moved away. Yeah, well, the first one I'm pretty sure he killed. The second one I'm not so sure. All right. I think the second one, it would just, like, he's like, this is, no matter how you slice it, this doesn't look good. Especially if my past and the other boy comes out. You know, yeah. he did change his name right after that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. because that's what he was worried about. <coughs> yeah. So yeah, that that's um, H. H. Holmes, America's first serial killer. Uh, uh, overly exaggerated in the press and uh, mostly just a con man. Yeah, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. And honestly, for the most part, aside from the whole killing people thing, it seems like he was pretty good at what he did, and he could have probably just stuck doing that and made lots of money. Yeah, yeah, if he had just been a consistent business guy, pharmaceuticals guy, he could have he could have done that really well, because, yeah, he was super charismatic and just, like, was apparently a hard worker when he set his mind to it. Yeah. I like that he was so focused on money the whole time, though, that they were like, we'll pay you lots of money to confess. And he's like, yeah! <laughs> tell him, gotta tell him myself, and make lots of money. And he get, you know, tells on himself, and they give him like a 7500 bucks cash, and then they're like, alright, you've been found guilty, and we're sentencing you to death. After, that was after he was in jail. The, the confession? Yeah. For the money? Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, they say they're going to give him the money, and so he confesses, and then he's like, what am I going to do with my money? And then they're like, well, we're sentencing you to death, so nothing. <laughs> and he's like... Hopefully they gave it to his children or something. Like, he I did guess have kids. Well, man, to this fucking deal. Uh, well, well his mean, daughter Lucy became a school teacher. I didn't mention that. Oh, good for her. Yeah. That's wholesome. Yeah. Also, her middle name is one of her father's other wives' names. Oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, no, wait, his mom's name. I'm sorry, Theodate. Okay. Theodate came from his mom. All right. It was still his... That's still a strange name. Theodate. Mm-hmm. Theodate? Theodati? No. Lidlididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididid
I like learning about serial killers I don't know about. I know so many. Well, next time, let's do a cannibal. I've really been itching for a good cannibal story. All right, um... Do you know Dennis Nelson? No. All right. Sizzle. Sizzle. Goodbye. Peace out.